AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Aldis podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sparks, and today we are continuing with our digital transformation series, interviewing some of the best and brightest leaders from across the ServiceNow and wider digital transformation ecosystem. The aim of our conversation is to offer our listeners insight into trends uh, in some of the trends that leaders are seeing uh, and the value products like ServiceNow and more general workflow automation can bring to enterprise customers you know, pulling back the curtain and, and giving you an insight into what's happening behind the scenes. Um, we're hoping from here we'll, um, we'll give you some advice and uh, some, some ways that you can play your experience forward um, and gain some career lessons from some leaders in the marketplace. Uh, today, we are lucky to be joined by Sarab Dure. Um, Sarab uh, holds the position of uh, Director of Digital Lighthouse at KPMG. Um, Sarab actually has over 16 years experience within IT business management. His, her, his roles have spanned across the whole spectrum of consulting from advisory, delivery, operations, managed services, um, so the whole gambit. Um, he has a, a primary focus within KPMG on the telecommunications, media, technology sectors, um, and has also touched on healthcare and government projects as well. Um, in today's conversation, um, he will give us an insight into digital transformation trends at a, a C-suite level, uh, touching on some trends in the markets that he has specific knowledge in, so that's tech, media, and telco, um, some insight into service now and artificial intelligence, and also touching on the art of the possible, uh, uh, solving some problems for the front office. Um, Sarab, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. I'm happy to be here. No worries. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. So let's start by giving our listeners an overview of yourself and, and a bit about your career so far. Uh, sure. So um, I think I've had an interesting journey. Um, it started off actually in media as a radio production and programming engineer back in India. Uh, and I was a voiceover artist for a radio channel as well. Um, from there, that was that was straight out of uh, college. From there, I moved uh, into a, an Indian multinational managed services firm. Um, I kind of joined their core technology team. I spent about four years there, and then I decided I want to come to U.S. and pursue higher education. So I came to Pittsburgh, uh, where I did a dual master's uh, from 2008 to 2010. Um, I did an MBA and, a, and I got an MS in uh, Management Information Systems. Uh, 2010 wasn't the you know the best of times to um, get out of campus, but I was lucky. I was uh, recruited by KPMG in 2010, and uh, since then I've been here. Excellent. Oh wow, that's uh, that's that's a great story. And so, can you break down your current role for us? So, Director Digital Lighthouse. So, you know, how does that fit into the the picture and the org at KPMG? Sure. So. Um, Digital Lighthouse is a service network that sits under a digital enablement umbrella 
in KPMG's technology enablement organization. So it's it's you kind of have to understand the hierarchy behind it. There are several communities in Lighthouse, right? There's some focus on artificial intelligence, machine learning, cybersecurity, low-code platforms. My spe- uh, specific community focuses on our ServiceNow business. And in my role, um, much like every other director in the practice, I'm responsible for sales, pre-sales, market development, engagement delivery. And then um, in addition to these elements, I also focus on some solution architecture, some solution integration stuff, uh, and like you said earlier, right, indi- uh, industry-focused design. So that, that's that's kind of what, what we do. It sounds it sounds like there's quite a lot there to be fair so that's um that's awesome and um so you know while i know you have a range of industry experience you specialize in technology media and telecommunications and um, that's what you lead with um i know our listeners would be very interested in any of the macroeconomic trends that you're seeing in each of those sectors do you mind kind of giving us some high level uh themes yes so uh, my current focus for past three years has been in the tmt space right the tech media and telecom space um i just in the ways of background i got lucky to be one of those folks who ended up almost getting a rotation of sorts in every industry before i got to tmt uh so you know started my career with a little bit of healthcare then a little bit of finance a little bit of um government and after all of those when i got to tech media telecom i was like yeah this is where i want to be um, so I've had uh, clients in other industries as well from a business perspective, uh, but from a from a delivery standpoint rather, but from a strategy perspective, I look at uh, tech media and telecom sectors most closely. Um, and just thinking about the macro trends, right? So I'm sure you've noticed that the hottest topic these days are all fintech, insure tech, media tech, health tech. And the common theme behind these is tech. I know it's Jeff. Right. So CES uh, 2021, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, the technology patterns were kind of very clear. Right? There's six kind of big trends that are clearly visible. Health tech, with especially because of uh, the pandemic, right, is big. Electric and autonomous vehicles, smart homes, 5G. Um, from a media standpoint, direct to consumer over the top technologies. And there's a bunch of startups that are founding, uh, that they're creating the foundation of the uh, and the underlying technology that's behind all of this, predominantly built on blockchain. So <laughs> blockchain added to the, to the other five is like, you know, these are the six things that are clearly the top topics. And the best part about this is they all enable each other, right? It's They're building upon each other. One technology makes another one possible. For instance, 5G and smart contracts put together make autonomous uh, vehicles more real. 5G makes health tech more seamless, right? So they're all kind of connected together. And more specifically in this, what I'm noticing is that uh, AI and blockchain are among the key drivers behind innovation. Uh, these are introducing some really, really radical changes in every aspect of our life. And they're also adding and probably will continue to do uh, add trillions of dollars into the global economy. So from a business standpoint, it's it's great stuff for us. So a couple of years ago, I was in Miami for a client uh, and I wanted to make a reservation for dinner. I wanted to take uh, my team to dinner. I went to Google, I searched for a place and there was a button that said, make a reservation. And that button, you know, wasn't a link to Resi or OpenTable or something like that. It was a Google AI conversational assistant bot. This was going to, and it did, call the restaurant and make a reservation in my name. I found out that this had happened when I got to the restaurant. Wow. 
And the hostess was so amazed. She was like, I don't know how you did it, but there was a automated bot that called on your behalf and made reservation. And I thought that was, that was, that's the excitement of uh, innovation that you see in everyday life, right? Um, another like clear trend uh, on the media side that we've started noticing, uh, started off as a cool thing to do, was cutting the cord, right? People wanted to get rid of cable. Within the last two years alone, I think we've got over 65 uh, over-the-top content providers, right? You got your tech companies, you got Netflix, Prime, Apple TV. Um, then you've got the traditional premium world, uh, right? HBO, Stars, Showtime, ESPN. Um, there are media companies, Hulu, Disney Plus, CBS All Access. Uh, and then there's bundles, right? So you've got the YouTube TV, the Sling, the AT&T Now, Hulu TV. And all of this, the, interestingly, You've got innovation. Remember, I said things build up on each other. So you had innovation where people decided, OK, we're going to cut the cord. We're going to go uh, digital with this stuff over the top content. Um, this led to more innovation. Now you have Strum, right? Uh, There's another company that was uh, talked about at um, uh, at the CES where it's an it's an aggregator of sorts for these over, over the top subscriptions. They kind of create, they allow you to create your own bundle uh, to make the most optimal cost uh, for you, right? And it's uh, it's a monthly, you can enable things and disable things kind of solution. So the three sectors are running hot. And I think, uh, to be fair, the pandemic has pushed them way farther ahead that, that they would have in a normal scenario. I think now that we've spent a lot more time at home, you know, media has become one of the main focuses for us. Technology is what we significantly rely on, and telecom is what's running our lives these days. Exactly, and and you know, just from personal experience, I, I think streaming has has kind of got my uh, got my mental health through the <laughs> pandemic. Um, and to be fair, that that bot story is pretty pretty cool. <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing. Um, so as we look at you know technical innovation specifically. Um, what kind of projects are you seeing in each of these segments? And, and I suppose I'm thinking of this, like what are the, what's the value this is bringing to the key business stakeholders as well as the kind of the technical uh, technical granular work? Well, from a from a business standpoint, I think it's it's still a bit of a mix of things, right? There's still cautious excitement about it. It's like the buzz before the frenzy. Um, and to be fair, the pandemic still has the hold on purse strings for a lot of stakeholders. We still have projects that kind of come out and they're they're a little skeptical about it. Um, but they are across all area of the all areas of the spectrum that I just mentioned, right? Um, this new technology always comes with new challenges. Um, here's here's another example, right? So you've heard of GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation. Um, in the world of information security, this was the hottest topic for the last couple of years. It still is uh, quite a bit. Uh, every conversation we have, GDPR and CCPA compliance and guidelines are kind of essential. Now, we know that these the GDPR guidelines are exactly that, like they're guidelines. In some places, they're very, very particular about what needs to be done. And in some places, they're open to interpretation. Uh, and that's been part of the, you know, our, our cybersecurity and risk and compliance organization within the firm has been has been looking at that quite a bit. Now, combine that with blockchain-based solutions where customer and user data may be maintained, right? This scenario, they're almost uh, in contrast to each other just because of the fundamentals of distributed ledger and its immutability, right? Which then leads to the debate of responsibility of data and whether or not uh, I read this very interesting paper that was discussing whether blockchain miners are considered data processors. 
And what is the impact of that from a, a compliance and risk standpoint? Now, I'm not an expert in this space. I'm what I'd like to call knowledgeable enough to be dangerous. But there are GDPR and blockchain and legal experts at KPMG who are looking at such problems that are being presented by new technologies and new tech, like I said, always bring new challenges, which brings new service offerings to consulting firms. No, indeed. It's, it's, it's just amazing. And, and so your practice specifically within KPMG, um, talk to us a little bit more about that. Um, our practice, of course, focuses more on the ServiceNow space, like I said earlier. The projects that we are talking to the clients about are both kind of strengthening the core, so you know, bread and butter IT workflows, HR workflows, back office stuff, uh, and then building the front office automation and orchestration. Uh, the pandemic and the new normal or the future normal also adds some other interesting problems. So I recently, actually as recent as two days ago, spoke to a client who presented this situation to me. He said, everyone's working from home during pandemic, which includes the, you know, the agents who are working on people's tickets, right? When you chat and you, you're talking to somebody on the other side. Um, if there's an issue with an agent's network connectivity during the chat, can we have virtual agent step in and take over? The interesting part is we've always looked at it as the virtual agent is the first bot that connects to the, to the people. And once the virtual agent has exhausted its conversation, then it handles it, uh, it hands it over back to a live agent who then picks up. Here's the problem statement is, well, if the network connectivity is poor, can we have the virtual agent step back in if the network drops and live agent disappears? Right. We've taken for granted the fact that agents working for companies will have strong Internet connections available with work from home and no 5G yet, not true consumer grade, at least. We now need to solve for this new challenge. Right now, specific to transformation in media and telco, there is a significantly renewed focus on asset management and configuration management. And I'm. Uh, don't want to get super technical on this, but businesses are more and more focused on better management of their equipment, which supports their entire business in some ways, right? So telcos, for instance, are looking for the ability to connect their entire telecom operation from network to the customer to deliver uh, a care for their customers and maximize the availability and the quality of their services. Media companies are more and more focused on managing their field teams and their field equipment more efficiently so that uh, any impact from avoidable equipment issues is at least uh, reduced. Right? Over the top is the direct-to-consumer is making it so that management of not just IT data centers, but AV data centers, master controls is also paramount. So we're seeing all of this kind of lead into different types of uh, you know work that kind of comes in. And the C-level executives that we're talking to, they're talking about consolidation of the front and back office being driven by innovation as the top priority, right? So they, they want to reduce the wasted footprint on these point solutions and they want to increase the innovation. So finally, we're getting to a place where priorities are truly being driven by the CIO partnering with the CEO and not just reporting to the CEO, right? So uh, this, this all comes down to the technology agenda aligning a lot more to the business agenda, especially as we talk about connected enterprises, right? Front, middle, and back offices connected to each other. And I know we've been saying this for a while, right? It's been, it, you can basically read about 500 blogs online and all of them will say the same thing, that this needs to happen. Right, that that there should be a better partnership between CIO and CEO, and we've we've seen uh, you know new roles pop up at chief levels, right? So there's chief there's chief digital officers, chief innovation officers. They're all trying to solve for this, but this is finally happening, right? And we're seeing it in our conversations with the CIOs and CEOs now. 
Nice. And, and and so when we're looking at service now specifically, I think there's some awesome trends there of, of what the value is and what the business needs. Um, what are you seeing specifically to the product in the market? Because I know you're front and center with customers there. Right, right. So uh, talking specific product, first of all, it is amazing to see where ServiceNow has reached as a uh, as a product, as well as, of course, as a company. Uh, I remember um, uh, remember I mentioned I, w- I worked for an Indian managed services firm, right? So my first view of ServiceNow was, I think, in 2007. I was a 25-year-old tool specialist uh, for the outsourcing provider. And uh, it was me and my CTO, and we sat in this demo, um, uh, virtual, of course. The flashiest thing that ServiceNow had to offer was their Google Maps API. It kind of showed, it was very cool. It showed right. me where incidents were happening across the globe. And I was impressed. Like, you know, it was it was enough to impress a 25-year-old new guy. My CTO's reaction was, yeah, it's not mature enough. And we walked away from it. And now uh, we've got ServiceNow, the low-code low platform, of course. Uh, it's exceptional in case and ticket management systems. Um, it has seriously advanced orchestration capabilities, cloud management, virtual live agent technologies. And my most favorite right now is predictive intelligence. And this is this is ServiceNow's AI um, play, essentially, right? And uh, what I really like about them is that they know where they have limitations as a company, ServiceNow, uh, and they jump through, uh, you know, very specific and targeted acquisitions to, you know, jump ahead of their competition and just in the market, especially in the AI space. I think they've done a total of seven acquisitions, um, four in just 2020. Right, very specific to very targeted areas of the platform. So in back in January, they had Passage AI, which was the chatbots and virtual agent and multi multilingual kind of um, AI space. Then they had Loom Systems, which focused on um, the ITSM space, especially uh, there there was some, I, I think that these things are still probably uh, being integrated or, or will be integrated soon enough. There's, there's the whole preventative uh, analytics for problem avoidance scenarios. They had a, I think they acquired Swiegel, um, or Swiegel, I don't know how you pronounce that name, <laughs> Swiegel most probably for the DevOps side of the world. Uh, and then uh, last November, they announced Element AI acquisition for the core platform and next-gen workflow engines, right? And if you just if you just look at the plug-and-play APIs that Element AI was offering when the announcement happened, right? They had things like forecasting, OCR, explainability, anomaly detection, optimization, they're all capable of creating a strong front office solution connection by leveraging machine learning, right? And, and this is, again, remember I was talking about the connected enterprise, right? This is where the connected enterprise story for the C-levels works the best. So imagine this is this is theoretical right now. I'm sure at some point this will become real. But for a telco, imagine one system connects full front end uh, to the, you know, to the back end. It's the end-to-end world connected, right? Telco network performance solution service now uh, that monitors with the right connection to the right monitoring systems, the health of your telecom equipment distributed across the globe. Something goes wrong. First, it tries to auto-connect because there's orchestration and other things built in. If it can't, it triggers a field service technician who is then optimized by AI Right, based on real-time traffic data, capacity backlog of tickets, uh, consumer population, etc. It triggers all of that, and a field technician's route gets optimized all the way, and the, you know, the person gets sent out. All in parallel, informing the customers proactively that even before most of them noticed it, we are on our way to resolving an issue. Um, using all of this, using a user-centered update 
to their Google Home or Alexa or Siri, whatever they use, right, on their phones. And when all is taken care of, internally use the same AI technique, uh, techniques to do forecasting to the sales teams and say where you may have options to upsell based on some feedback that got collected through the same Alexa and Siri interfaces, right? So, like I said, it, this is everything I've said so far is a possibility right now that it can be connected together. It's just, it's not future, but I mean, it is future, but it's not that far out in future, the scenario that I'm talking about. Exactly, exactly. It feels very, very close. Um, so look, thank you very much for all of that. I, I think you've given us so much to digest um, and I know it'll be super valuable for our listeners. Um, as we mentioned, when we first connected a few weeks back, um, you know, the, the podcast does also for, you know, it, it focuses on mentorship and paying you some of your experience forward. Um, you know, looking back on your career, you know, what advice would you give to the, your to your younger self coming up through the ranks if you uh, if you could pay a bit of a uh, play a mentor to our listeners at the moment? What would that what would a couple of topics be? Sure. Um, so I'd say first thing I would say is don't be afraid of technology and don't be overly skeptical. Right. After what happened happened with cryptocurrencies, I'm sure many people are thinking exactly that, right? We gotta we gotta jump in head first. But on the flip side, don't jump into things without knowing. Understand it, right? And develop an appreciation for how to apply that understanding. We're we we are living in the true age of innovation, right? In this sector, in any sector, we must embrace that fact. And the second is. Um, we are in a different kind of world now. And I don't just mean because of the pandemic, right? There's, of course, pandemics, a whole different spin on it. But there is a lot of knowledge out there. And knowledge is important, right? Content is king can also be applied to your personal content, right? Who you are, what you bring to the table. We have to be aware of what's going on around us. Uh, from latest in technology to latest in regulations, right? I'll I'll quote one of my favorite TV show dialogues, which kind of fits our careers as well. Um, they, on the TV show SWAT, they say, stay liquid, fill the gaps, right? Nice. Slightly different context from uh, how it's used in the TV show. <laughs> stay liquid so that you're not stuck at one place in your knowledge realm and uh, fill the gaps because the gaps is really where the innovation happens. So stay liquid, fill the gaps. That's fantastic. And I'm going to use that, by the way. I'm going to steal that from you. Um, awesome. Look, thank you very much for your time. Is there anything you'd like to say before we uh, before we end? Uh, sure. Yeah. So first, uh, Ben, thank you very much for talking to me and having me here. As for parting thoughts, um, I talked about some interesting things today, right? The disclaimer, first of all, I would like to add to that is that in some of those areas, there are people much smarter than us, uh, than me uh, at KPMG, who are way, way deeper into those areas, right? I always try to le- strive to learn more from them. But in case one of our listeners would like me to help connect with any such experts, I'd be happy to do so. Uh, and for any listeners who would like to discuss ServiceNow or AI or the low-code, no-code world, I'm happy to connect, collaborate, and discuss. And uh, as I said earlier, we are in time of growth at the firm, uh, hiring at an extremely, extremely fast pace. So if someone's interested in joining the band, uh, they can also reach out to me, and I would love to connect them to the right people. Thank you. Sounds awesome. Thank you very much for your time. This is awesome. So much to go at. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. 
Become a member of the Aldous community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldous members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldous.com. Aldous International, empowering through AI.